This is one of a series of podcasts on the subject of healthcare in the Rio Grande Valley. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian. The rate of diabetes in the Rio Grande Valley is high compared to other regions of the state. However, the good news is that new statistics show a trend of decline for diabetes in the Rio Grande Valley. Steve Taylor spoke to Executive Director of Unidos Contra Diabetes, Jenny Newcomb, about a recent forum. What was today all about? Why have you put this event on, focusing on diabetes? Why is it important? What have we learned? Uh, diabetes in the Rio Grande Valley is, is we know, a huge problem. Two in three people in the region um, have diabetes or pre-diabetes, and the majority don't even know it. And so this group of champions that are angled to try and find ways to create a healthier community, um, coming together around studying data and learning about the issue, and then today was really about having innovative conversations. What what can we do different together? And I'm learning today just how important it is to change the story, to change how we talk about health, and to change how we talk about the data that we're reviewing, to, to engage and to share stories of success around the community. So those would be some things I think we came into it thinking today would be about promoting UCD Health Connect and promoting collaboration and our partnerships through UCD to create a healthy valley. But I'm learning that today is really so much more. It really is about learning how to leverage and collaborate together better using the data that we have. And there's some new data, sort of, um, you created news here today through Dr. Reininger yes. with her data which shows that, uh, albeit a small amount, uh, diabetes as an issue in the valley uh, it, you've got you're making improvements, whereas at the state level it's still on the rise. Yes, we are excited to see some promising trends in the Rio Grande Valley. We're we're showing a decline in diabetes, a decline in obesity over multiple years, whereas the state is showing a slight incline. And so, but I think the challenge to the group in the room and to the group around our community is that even though we're seeing those promising trends, we still have a rate that's significantly higher than the rest of the state and the rest of the nation. And so we can learn from from each other, we can still learn from others, and we have to keep the foot on the accelerator of, of the efforts to be able to drive that change. Is that is that change you know, that, that that decrease? Is that uh, for the long haul, or what do you put it down to? What are the factors at play? You know, I think we can we can say thank you to so many partners and so many champions, like many of the officials and, and the leaders that we heard from today, who have been driving this message and looking for strategies year after year. These are definitely long-term changes. These we're seeing the results and the fruits of the labor of so many people that you know you stand on the shoulders of the great leaders before you and we're just grateful to be able to see the fruit being able to come to fruition um, and we hope that, the, that this generation of leaders can continue that momentum so that it, it continues on. Systems change, changing population health, long-term work, um, but it, it's sure motivating to see those changes in the prevalence data. One last question, Jenny. Anything else you want to say to the audience today? I think just be aware uh, that there are so many opportunities that we have to collaborate together to create a healthier valley. And the impact of that isn't purely just a personal impact. It affects the vibrancy of our community. It affects the vibrancy of our workforce. It affects the um, the joy and the happiness and the quality of life that is here. So I would just encourage and challenge um, the audience to, to think about ways to be more involved in creating a healthier valley. 
Thank you so much for today's interview. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Dr. Belinda Reininger of the UTRGV School of Public Health gave us an overview of the methodology of the study. I'm really excited that Unidos Contra la Diabetes has put together a report summarizing data about uh, the, not only the Rio Grande Valley, but our comparison to the state of Texas. It uses multiple data sources, and it's showing that while the state of Texas, the diabetes rates in the state of Texas are increasing, in the Rio Grande Valley, the rates and the trend of diabetes is starting not only to to flatten out, but starting to tip down. So it's a very different trend line that we're seeing. So we're showing some improvement in our rates of diabetes. There's two sources of data that we use. One is a publicly available source of data that is the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance Survey. This is a a federally funded initiative that happens across the country, but in Texas as well, and then looks specifically at the counties in our region, the data for for our region. Uh, So that's one of the sources. The other is a unique source of data only that the uh, Valley has, and that's the Cameron County Hispanic Cohort data. These are data that are collected um, in a study led by Dr. Fisher Hawk and um, McCormick with the UT School of Public Health. And these data are collected from individuals who are Hispanic, who live in our community, and the, the, the methodology includes going door to door and asking people to participate in this study and then following people over time. So what's, what's nice about having these two complementary data sources is one source, the BRFSS uh, source, is a telephone-based source. So I'm asking questions. The surveyor is asking questions over the phone to individuals in the valley and across the country. The other source, the Cameron County Hispanic Cohort, is I'm going to homes. I'm asking people to come to a clinical setting where we um, gather not only questions are asked, but gather information from blood work and clinical exams, so a much more intensive process. The beauty of that is that in our in this report that you're seeing from that Unidos Contra la Diabetes is, is releasing, is that in both cases, both of those data sources on the valley are showing this flattening and and declining trend in diabetes, whereas the compared to the state, we see a different trend line. That gives us much more confidence that these data, in fact, are true, right? That we are, that we are becoming healthier in the valley. Now, saying that, I have to balance that message with we're also still showing that our overall rates of diabetes are higher than the state. So we don't celebrate, pack our bags, say we're done. That's not the message at all. In fact, it's just saying that what we're doing is starting to make a difference, but we do have a long way to go. We are still a good 12 points above the state in terms of the prevalence of diabetes. Um, The state of Texas um, is showing about an 11.5%. 11.5% of the population in the state has diabetes, has that diagnosis. For the valley... Based on the BRFSS, it's 14.4%. But based on that cohort, again, where 
we're getting the blood work to document it, it's 24.9. So we still have a lot more disease. Our, our community bears the burden of more disease than the state. So we have work to do. So what do you attribute? This is a statistically significant decrease. Right, right. To what do you attribute that decrease? Right. So it's, it's not one thing. It's groups of, of clinics, communities, nonprofits, organizations coming together and, and building complementary strategies. So what does that mean? It means that when we see people in different locations, that we're able to start identifying the risk factors, doing screenings to help people know they have the disease, but importantly, making referrals to programs to help them address the, the preconditions, such as obesity as a major driver, such as when we have um, a new diagnosis of hypertension or a high cholesterolemia. When we start having these other conditions happening in addition to obesity, we start seeing people becoming diabetic. But when we know early, we can prevent that. But it takes multiple locations. People have to hear that message in multiple ways, but they have to have a resource to go to for assistance. The other piece that we're seeing in the Valley, and we need to see more of it, but we're doing some good work there, is policy changes and environmental changes that help people be healthier. When we have better opportunities for trails, when we have better opportunities to ride our bikes to work, to walk after work, and we feel safe, we're getting more physically active, we're reducing the obesity, and thus we're preventing diabetes. But it's all of this in, in conjunction. It's not, so it's not, what it's not is one organization did a little something and we see these population changes. What we're seeing is lots of organizations starting to think and do uh, preventive activities, preventive policies, preventive programs, and now we're seeing the benefits in terms of population being healthier. Can I uh, can I say like when I introduce this because I'm I'm going to be handling the audio for Steve. Okay. Okay. So I'll say something like uh, Dr. Reininger says there is no silver bullet. Right. Can I say that? Right. Okay. Right. There isn't. There's. It's the. If anything, what we're trying to do is have buckshot. Right. We want. Everywhere you go, that you're seeing messages about health, that you're able to make choices that are healthier, that you, right? Can you can just say that there is no silver bullet? Right. It's a bookshelf. Approach. Right. There is, so there is no silver bullet in in the in the answer for this for um, diabetes. There is no silver bullet. There is a buckshot approach where we are having policies aligned, programs aligned, preventive strategies aligned, risk assessment strategies aligned so that everywhere we go we start knowing that diabetes is preventable and then that we can and we're changing behaviors to support that. This is one of a series of Real Grande Guardian podcasts on the subject of healthcare in the Rio Grande Valley. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.